It's not a competition, but then again, everything is. Like trying to have a conversation, and afterwards asking who wins. Every person that you talk to is the co-host of that moment in your life. Might be one podcast too many, but we're only one small slice of the pie. It's the cultural content consumption appraisal. You did it. You're here. You somehow got through, I mean, the wars. The wars that was the season finale episode. The battle of the of the podcasting belts. Season one was uh, a very lovely little romp. And then at the end, it was just utter carnage. And it was uh, reflected in the runtime too, which is a theme of this podcast. And uh, somehow, you either just saw the runtime and went... All right, give the lads a, a break this week, or you somehow got through at least a bit of it, and you're still here with us at the beginning of season two, where all is peaceful, a truce has been reached, and everyone is still friends. Isn't that right, Christopher? I don't know what carnage you're talking about. I don't know what wars you're talking about. <laughs> I thought we had a delightful two-hour chat, and I won. I didn't think there was yeah, any issues. Oh, right, there was okay. no, there was no, no drama. There was no Oscar no. gate. There was oh, no... Mate, yes, there was no Oscar gate. There was no... The person who kept uh, finishing their statements with far too much allotted time remaining, just winning every argument somehow. Um, on even the Jeff, I get my on even the conspiracy, <laughs> On even the conspiracy theorist's scale, he was ahead. And then somehow on the new scale, because of one decisive point being the wrong one that he read out, he somehow caught up on that one too to win and tip like... None of the none of these are talking points, as far as you're aware. No, the, the only one was 1975 <laughs> Ed Sheeran Gate. That's the only one. Oh yes, you've messaged me about this. Yeah. Uh, should we just come out very hot with you just doing this odds and ends, and then we'll crack on with a new season? No, nope, nothing Horizons. to discuss. I won. Oh, fine. I see. Okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> but the text, is, as per usual, sometimes part of why I feel like it's good we record a podcast is just for you to clarify your texts. <laughs> I don't know what that one meant. Was it just, you wanted to... Uh... I was just... I think when I listened back to two hours of a pod, which is... I don't know why I did that to myself, to be honest. And I don't know why anyone else is going to do that to themselves or may have already done that to them to themselves. Um, very early on in our uh, retrospect special, yep. State of the Pod pod. Ultimate um, retrospective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, All the things. We, we, we were arguing over a 1975 Ed Sheeran point. And I said, yes. oh, if, you, if it's close at the end, I'll give it to you. Um, and I oh. proceeded to forget that I said that and didn't give it to you. So, oh. but you didn't seem that fussed about it. So, and I won. So it's all fine. <laughs> Trust me, there was a lot going on. And I think I, what would that have changed? Uh, it might have made the OG series score a tie. Wow. Wow. I mean, um, I very much appreciate. And that sentiment. plus Black Keys Gate you could have won oh it's just (laughs) oh wow i see i could have even won well i like how we're mixing and matching all the different gates that there are (laughs) where can people go if they want to see every individual score jeff oh that's such a good shout ccc appraisal hour dot show perfect oh let's go what a great website you can you can look at it in full ladies and gentlemen you can get back to us on the socials um on uh twitter.com forward slash ccc appraisal pod or email us at ccc appraisal hour at gmail.com and let us know when you cross-reference the podcast itself and then uh having a look at the website or hey if you're old school as i suggested you're watching your vhs's along with us and you're printing off your piece of paper with all the scores on it we would love your thoughts i think it ended with all kinds of um controversial moments but similar to something i wouldn't know anything about where there was this race that ended in F1 season and Lewis Hamilton had a big complaint, but he still didn't win. I feel like I'm Mate, him right I now, right? I just watched that in the season oh, really? four finale of Drive to Survive. <laughs> oh, that's great. It was I actually great. Just, was it great? I just, I just remember that from seeing it on the news 
and it was a really fun thing for me to be looking at a sport without feeling invested either way because usually I'd be very stressed about it and I remember him just being aggrieved and being like you know what it is what it is so I feel like I'm as much he as I won like six or seven in a row I mean that was me at early days of the season mate late. <laughs> <laughs> right so Jeff yes season no, opener season premiere right. premiere Oof. premiere 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 <laughs> anyway June <laughs> um episode one have you ever jumped into a season of a tv show in season two have i ever say the question again more slowly have you ever jumped into a brand new show at season two Mm. no oh oh you're saying are we talking to any super new listeners i see where this is going i'm doing it i do see what you're doing um i mean you'd give them a recap right or you'd give them like a little previously on the pod pod (laughs) (laughs) so for some reason i'm really trying to sit on this question you're like let's do it as a thing to get to this thing please you're right i would give them a recap i'm ready to i'd give them a sort of overview how 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 long would you have for that recap no more than 29.9 seconds tops okay well considering your performance in the state of the pod pod (laughs) i think you're gonna struggle (laughs) oh god now i'm joking and dying (laughs) <laughs> maybe while you're while you're choking can you just fetch your little iPhone? it's ready it's ready i'm gonna give you 30 seconds to explain to Fantastic. the brand new listeners who have no idea who we are what we do mm. what mm. the pod's about three two mm. one go it's about settling scores it's about war it's about i just tried to pop my boy he laughed good but it is about um a slight competition when it comes to just you think we're talking about culture and you're like, oh, I love culture. I love hearing reviews of stuff. Let me tune in for some reviews. Whether you like one or two reviews is something we're going to put to the side for one moment. But a podcast where things are reviewed is something you come for. But actually, what you're really coming for, weirdly, is do the friends know each other well? It's sort of, a, you know, when you hold up the signs and did the couple guess each other's things right. That's the game. That's what we're playing today. Guesses and scores. I mean, maybe for a super freshie, that made no sense. That made no but... sense to me, and I know the pod. I'm on the pod. I, re- I record the pod. <laughs> you listen back to the pod. Yeah. Hey, maybe for it's one of those else. things you're listening back. You might be like, oh, actually, that was super on point. Please, let's not start scoring the 30-second game. I need every point I can get. Um, shall we jump into reviewing things? So, previously on the podcast oh uh, oh mate can i find some sound effects no um okay (laughs) (laughs) previously on the podcast at the end of season one i pitched jeffrey season 12 episode one of rupaul's drag race and jeffrey pitched me social dilemma a netflix movie that came out in 2020 2019 something like that i don't know i wasn't that interested in it previously on sorry it was an ad (laughs) Oh dear. Oh dear, oh dear. And anyway, we're going to review them yeah. and guess what we thought of them. So, which one do you want to start with, Jeff? Oh, mate. Um, You're all I over would the like place. To st- <laughs> I would like to start with, because I feel like I feel like the listener now, after all season long, I'm, I can't help it, I'm very much speaking to the listener who stayed with us throughout season one and listened to the whole entirety of the finale newbies listen i'll give you all the love uh, sooner or later just not right this second because to address the people who have stuck with us we heard you okay you wanted a bit more um contentious argumentative getting into it having a bit of a debate as opposed to oh christopher i really liked this show when i was a kid and then christopher saying oh that's okay jeff i like it too you're not an absolute weirdo and that being um an hour every week you wanted a bit more nitty gritty getting in there and we gave that to you in spades we gave that to you too much as far as i'm concerned in the season finale and now we're here we're opening up the season hot with uh a documentary that i've been getting shit for recommending for a good however long it's been time undetermined because i want to keep that nice little week to week illusion going but it's been a hot minute Mm -hmm. i think we all know this because there have been specials season finales and the such like and if you remember as christopher just said the social dilemma came up i think even in the episode you expressed your resentment and i think that very evening or the next evening i received a photograph of my boy watching it and he was not best pleased to be watching it and since he's he's done this thing which i think is the rupaulification of the cultural content consumption appraisal hour because as he mentioned in the season finale you've got to play the game I think my boy, to a point, I don't think he's going to fully flip and be 180 on it, but to a point is really, really emphasizing because of how much he hated it, because he might be playing the game, because it does get in it's my head when we do guesses and scores. RuPaul's <laughs> best friend race. 
It's what. It's not RuPaul's best friends race. Wow. Yeah. Who says that? Everyone says it in every season. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard that one yet. You've That's only fantastic. seen one episode, maybe. That's true. That's true. <laughs> maybe we'll get to it. Um. So yes. So I think we should start off hot because I feel like there is stuff to chew on here. There is stuff to discuss, and we will get to scores. Being. And it's going to be a nice, concise hour. Being completely honest. It does feel like a year ago when I watched this. Sure. So this is going to be the ultimate, was... ultimate retrospect yeah. score. Although I did write it down at the time, the day after or something like that. Um, right. I remember joking on the episode about yes. there better not be, it better not start with people sitting down in chairs, putting microphones on going, are we starting? <laughs> <laughs> the second it started, I was like, oh, it's one of those fucking things. Um, I have so many mixed feelings about wow. this documentary but so many mixed feelings main reason being is Mm. and this is going to sound very pretentious up my own Mm. ass Mm. um which are things i'm quite good at um Mm. but i'm not the target audience for this right because i already understand and know a lot of what they're educating the viewer on um, and what would that be, Christopher? So Generally. I listen to a lot of tech podcasts. I understand how the advertising oh, yes, works. I understand do. how all the algorithms work. I don't actually actively participate in many social medias for that reason. So mm-hmm. I feel very uncomfortable with it. Um, to be honest, I left social media before advertising became the big thing because I just didn't wow. like the behaviours it made me do if that made any Mate, sense this, this this pod is getting interesting let's yeah. go what did you leave facebook basically yeah so i think i was yeah. on facebook you used to be a facebook guy yeah. <laughs> i used to be a facebook guy wow. um i think there is still an artist what? account. you got zuck in the cage match i think i think there's still an artist account on facebook for me okay um yeah so when you say you left social media yeah so i i left social media because i found myself just scrolling endlessly, looking at pictures of people. I didn't really give a shit about, to be honest, Jeff, but I didn't know why I was doing it. And I didn't like that about it, so I left. I've never had a formal Instagram. I had a... uh, An informal. An informal (laughs) fake one for a little bit, um, but I don't anymore. Now we're really giving the audience all the stuff. And actually, I deleted that 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 one after watching this. Um, Well, listen, hold on, hold on, hold on. Everything's everything's everywhere now. Yeah. So f- we've been we've been hating on it for a while, and now it's actually uh, affecting your life and making you make certain not making you, mm. but influencing certain decisions. That's super interesting. Yeah. What um what about watching it made you? Because this wasn't one you used a lot. No. But it was just the very existence of it was something that was averse to you suddenly, and why? Um. So I don't know because I just suddenly thought, oh, they're still probably collecting data on my fake self, which just made me right, feel right, right. completely uncomfortable. Um, yes. And then, shall I plug our socials again now? <laughs> <laughs> well, the irony being, Jeff, is that you can watch this and know everything about it. You yes. then actually have something that isn't run by Mark Zuckerberg, because um, right. bearing in mind the majority of everything everyone uses is, whether it be mm. Facebook, WhatsApp, or Instagram, the the, mm. the three things. Um, he, yeah, mm. um, there was another nice little social media thing called Twitter that existed in its own sphere run by somebody else. Then it got bought That's by a man who uh, makes electric cars and puts people in space. Um, wow. And I, now, how did that go? now, because of how poorly it's been run, um, yes. <laughs> people have jumped to a new thing called Threads. And suddenly Mark Zuckerberg is the best person in the world again, when actually mm. he's just got some other tool to collect and mm. collect your data. And I think one thing I will say, whether it be Reddit, Twitter or Facebook or anything, the problem with all of these services, and it, they may sum it up in a lot of what I'm going to say is either mentioned in this documentary or I've just mm. absorbed it elsewhere. But mm. the main content on these platforms is content that we create. So there is very little way for them to make money without advertising in your data to do it. So for these things to be sustainable, if there was mm. going to be a perfect social media out there, you could argue it's one that you pay for where you know that it's going to be sustainable because it's got an income stream that isn't your data or your content you're creating for it. Um, right. However, that immediately alienates a load of people, which actually makes it very non-palatable because you're then putting a sort of a price bracket between people who can communicate with people and people who can't, which is not what the internet was for when it was first created, which was meant to be this lovey-dovey thing. 
Wait, I was doing so good because um, I think as the, the the listener is also going to be hearing, your boy wasn't kidding about listening to those tech podcasts and being very <laughs> caught up with this sort of thing. But like, and um, uh, I'm not sure the listener is aware of this dynamic, but I will often go to hmm. my guy with uh, tech questions and the like. So this is really interesting to hear because I feel like I'm at the opposite end where I am the target audience for this film. And I was like vaguely aware of some of this stuff, but it really connected the dots for me. But right at the end of the rant, you sort of lost me. So can you just go back one or two steps about the, okay, so it's all our, um, our own content. So advertising is needed, but what was the thing at the end about, um, not everyone loves it because. Well, no, so, so what I was saying was that, mm. um, a, a model that could work, which is sustainable right. could be one that someone people pay for. This is social media. Yeah, yeah social about. media. General, so, so, like, so if you want to go social stuff. media where you're like, I don't want you to steal my data, I want privacy to be a thing, but I still want to connect with people, they'll go, well, how do we make right. money? So yes, someone's got okay, to have to maintain okay. this service, so therefore money needs to go into it somehow. So I see, I see. So what I was saying... How are we monetizing? Like yeah. the guy in the film talking about yeah. his whole thing was monetizing. Okay, yeah. so yeah, what's the... So so you could say that uh, a solution mm. is the the customer pays for it. However, you then immediately alienate people who can't. Oh, I see. I so see. therefore, speaking, yeah. But then you go, right, people, why don't you have a mix of advertising and paid so that the paid people get a better service than the, the one? Well, that's what isn't... But then... Does Twitter verification play into that? It is does, that and it's a terrible model. Even... <laughs> right, right. Because exactly. all you're doing From is what... if you've got money, you get better service. If you don't, then you're trash, which is not... A... But... Again, it's there is no perfect answer for any of this yet. But no, what, no, no. what could be a perfect answer is just transparency of what's actually happening, which is yes. what a lot of people look for is whether you're Gmail or facebook or whatever is that mm. when you're doing things make it clear exactly to the person using your service that by mm. doing certain things you're sharing this data apple did it with their new thing when you download an app it says oh we want to be able to track you between all your different things and whatnot and it gives you these clear buttons mm. you can now mm. press but again mm. it's not necessarily clear what happens when you press one of those things um, right so that there's a whole education piece which is why i think people should be aware of the behaviors that these platforms do and they are addictive and it's clear they're addictive right. um right and that's something that the movie goes into as well talking about yes. this movie i could not decide go. whether i liked this little uh soap opera thing that was happening throughout it oh, where man. your man Let's from mad that. men was there your man from Mad Men and your man from, uh, what's it called? Licorice Pizza. Was it Licorice Pizza Man? Yeah. Was it? The the guy who like waltzes up on the plane. He's like, hey, babe. He's like the cool actor guy. <laughs> okay, um, fair enough. He was, he was the guy who... Did you notice that I sent you a Mad Men gif at some point during... Oh, I did way back yeah. when. Yeah. Um, your boy loves an Easter egg. Every platform. <laughs> <laughs> Easter eggs. Have I dropped just, one already? <gasps> such a good question oh, no i haven't um okay <laughs> i realize i'm going to struggle to do this for 24 episodes so i might just do it occasionally um yeah, yeah, yeah. um also my pitch today i don't i don't know how i would or how i could um okay, um but we can cut that cut that cut that uh no, no, no this is all good it's all good stuff um Speaking of the soap opera bit, so basically for the listener, if you're coming into a bit of, a bit spoiler free, it goes from the pretty, you know, tied and true trope, talking cliche heads. stuff of yeah. a documentary, talking heads and um, additional footage and all the cool stuff. Um, you know, depending on uh, mileage may vary on how you enjoy that or not. I actually, I, I, I'm really weird with that stuff. Depending on the documentary, the content, the speakers, mm. the rest of the mood music of the film. Sometimes I'm like talking heads, lame, and other times I'm like. More dogging heads. I want a six-hour cut of nothing but heads. Heads. Um, like the heads from Future Armor. So it's funny how sometimes I love it. In this film, I was pretty happy with it. Um, but then it sort of intersperses it with a typical American family. Yeah. And they're all sort of having the different things going on with social media. The youngest girl in the family is struggling with, like, selfies and sort of body image issues. Yeah. And the older girl is a bit of a zealot for get off your phones, everyone. Get off your phones. The mum's struggling. The dad's the, like the chillest cool dude boy ever. joins a cult. A teenage boy. He's, he's, yeah, he somehow, it's really, really funny to me. Like, I'm going to laugh even trying to talk about it. But the, 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 the emotional climax of the film that's sort of like, this is how bad social media can get is your man starts off pretty mild mannered about everything and just into his algorithm and his social media and he's talking to a girl, blah, blah, blah. And then somehow at the end, the big, big climax is he sort of goes to a rally and gets pushed over. Fuck, <laughs> oh, you know. And I, I, wouldn't ma- I wouldn't make fun of it, though, Jeff, because genuinely... Oh, let's go! No, 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 but, no, no, no. The, the point they're trying to make is that extremism is using social media as a platform to target people, and it clearly well, I'll is. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, mate. I agree with you. 
uh, that that's the point it's making, but I would make fun of it because to, to review the movie <laughs> yeah. rather than that point, yeah, fair. the fact that at the right, like, you I kind of was like, over. how? <laughs> yeah, listen, I just found it funny that you sort of, they made, they had the really dramatic music and he's sort of on the ground, like what? Like the thing that they actually, it's funny because I think they had to tread this line, but like dramatically when you're doing sort of these reenactment-esque sort of an actual drama going on thing, it's like, okay, let's have the, the guy get into it. Mm extremism it up and he literally sort of like they had to really tread that line of they didn't want you to like be really weirded out by him mm. so he sort of the whole time it sort of just sh- shows his face getting more vacant as he looks at the stuff yeah and then he literally walks to the rally and gets pushed over mm. and i think it might have been braver i see why they didn't do it mm. but to like yeah go on then how would this play out if he actually got super into it <laughs> you're um, like i yeah, need no. more story <laughs> listen i have a story and um, one, one thing i i i sh- <sighs> They, they were trying... Towards the end, they tried to balance the pros of mm. social media. Um, sure. And I think at some points during this, they were very much proper scaremongering, like, mm. to the point of, like, it's terrible, it's terrible, it's terrible, it's terrible, which I think could push people back in the opposite direction and not want to listen to what they're trying to say. Oh, interesting. So, Are you saying while watching, you're thinking of someone watching being like, all right, mate, chill out. You're actually making me a bit defensive here. Yeah, yeah. well... I just want to look at my, my shows that, and my that, That's my how I remember it. And we can't forget mm. that there are the social media has done a lot of wonderful things it's reunited people and there's there's that mm. there's that little bit right at the start where it connected people mm. in a really nice way <laughs> mm. and then he mm. added the like button and then everything went to pot but yeah <laughs> which which I they mean, even talk about in here that they thought the like button would just be something that was, yes was a nice thing but then suddenly yes. now you count them and it quantifies your wealth or whatever it yes. does which yes, is yes, just yes. again it's just uncomfortable it's just i'm mm. i feel like i'm very lucky that i'm just outside of yeah our generation yeah, bro yeah just we're um, just sort of that we're we we were old enough to sort of maybe see through it maybe some of us haven't i don't know and not everyone our age is thinks that same way but people no. growing up now they have yeah. a horrible time to navigate this and get through this yeah. and it's, it's yeah, difficult yeah, yeah. because you can't just not give them a phone because then they get bullied yeah. for other reasons it's yeah, yeah, it's exactly. just it's i i i there aren't i'm i'm, I'm sitting here talking all mm. righteous about it but i don't know what the answer is i just no, know no, i'm, no, I'm uncomfortable righteous. with what is, is, me. is put got... in front of me at the moment and if I could I've go and create radar, a new Twitter, huh? I would try. But <laughs> Sure. I've got the radar for, for any sort of hints of righteousness because you're right. You speak on this subject with a, a lot more knowledge than me. But no, so far, you're just you're throwing stuff out there. You're not saying you've got the answers, but it is a whole uh, it's a whole set of different problems. Now I'm confused about where to take this podcast because part of me wants to really get into this film with you. But the other part of me is like, fuck you, bro. My scores are locked in. You fucking gamed me because it turns out after all the... You're moaning. This is how can you know someone I, for I have a couple never of been decades? So spot on my yes. scores in how I feel for this thing. Then I think. Ever okay, before. so I'm even more lost, yeah. listener, because I don't know how, but this podcast illustrates this. How can you know someone for twenty odd years, whatever it is, and then every week be like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" He'll text me all the time about how much he hates it, and it's like, okay, maybe he's overdoing it, but then like the amount of stuff you have to say that. But I'm, I'm hearing I'm very saying, little dismissive so far. What I'm so saying far. is how I feel about social media. Yes, how so I, far it's felt, more about the content of the I film. How I about wanting to watch this and how I enjoyed it is something completely different, Jeff. Great. So the how I, how I felt about wanting to watch it is something that I think you, at least to a point, gamed me yeah. on, but was probably true. Now, how you actually enjoyed it, despite how you feel about the content and a lot of it you think is... Mm. But I like I want to pass this out by let's get to how you think that you enjoyed the film by saying after everything you've said mm-hmm. about how many, for lack of a better term, true things are in this movie that people should know. Yeah. You consider someone like me watching it where I found it very, very refreshing to have those dots connected. Yeah. Um, do you. Uh, how did you feel about it then if you watched it? Yeah, no, I really liked it. OK, I really liked it. Yeah. It's, it was it was something that while I was watching um like I had sort of your not looking forward to it in mind in a funny way. And then all throughout, like, I don't feel like I was like, uh, you know, there was anything revelatory or like, I didn't, I didn't know that, but I just think it was quite an artfully well-made. Hmm. It, it's sort of, it's couched in this contradiction of like, I'm looking at it on my laptop. I'm on social media. Um, it's like, <laughs> it's, it's funny. Like you're in the matrix watching a thing about the matrix or something. Right. But it's like, you can't red pill you and be like, Hey, 
let's get all super off it and go touch grass. It's sort of, it has to be a bit more gentle. Mm. So, but overall, no, I really enjoyed it. So now I, what I'd love for you to speak to is um, just because maybe some of the content uh, for you was stuff you knew. Can you imagine other viewers? Like, do you appreciate on the level of mm. viewers out there like me who didn't know all of this? Yeah. And, and, and that, that's, that's who it's targeted for. These, these people, right. the, 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 the main talking head i guess yeah and yeah. or whatever he's he's not he's not made this for someone who's aware of it he's made this for everyone mm. else and he stuck it on netflix for everyone to see to make people aware of it which is a good thing I, now that's an I interesting just, part of it i was nervous mm. i guess my sort of angst towards watching it was i, I was nervous at how it was going to be pitched and played i remember it coming out and i remember people reacting to it and then being all yes. like oh my god did you know all of this and i was like yeah now, this is this, this seemed to be your gripe <laughs> yeah this seemed to be your gripe that basically you know maybe you're doing it tongue-in-cheek but like you were like guys this we should have we've known this yes and people do Don't know this. people actively do stuff a lot of the time even despite it because it makes them feel good which is again i guess it's probably addiction but uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's tough it, yeah it's tough it, yeah it i just so okay in terms of that execution then you heard of it at the time mm. you knew all of this and you were sort of like guys we've known this but then you're worried about how they're going to pitch and play it. How did you feel about how they pitched and played it? How did you enjoy it? I, Speak to the whatever number you're going to give enjoyment. Yeah, I, I, I struggled through it because some of it, some of it was good. Some of it, the the weird three version man of Mad Men, like <laughs> with three different hairstyles, like spinning Dude, things around. I can't believe. It, like at yeah. some points, I'm like, what is he actually trying to show me here? It wasn't. I thought it was like that was yeah, probably added yeah, yeah. more confusion to it all than actually help. <laughs> That's a illustrate really good point. It. I can't um, believe I went straight for the boy getting pushed as the thing to make fun of when it came to that. The thing to make fun of is what's the guy's name? somehow um oh the actor. Yeah. He was okay. an angel. Well, he was an angel, right? He was Angel's son, yeah. an angel. Shout out your boy. Shall I actually are you able to hold the baton for just a minute? Angel's son. Why am I googling that? Why am I holding the baton actor. and you're still talking? Um oh Vincent Kartheiser. I don't know how you pronounce it. He's great on Mad Men, great on Angel, great actor. I'm sure he's been in for movies those two too. Things that we know him for. <laughs> for those two things. Those are very long running series, yeah. to be fair. Um angel. but he's it's funny that Angel was on the tip of my tongue. But anyway. Yeah, I love Angel. Let's put let's get Angel on the pod. Um Angel or Buffy? Let's put our hands together. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, so... The social dilemma. His, his, somehow he, personify, he played the yes. algorithm, basically. <laughs> it's the best he way. He played to... the algorithm, and the algorithm manifested... This is the best part, ladies and gentlemen. The algorithm manifested in terms of personification as not just this actor, yeah. this actor with three different haircuts. <laughs> yes. And that was the thing. He was sort of stood there, yeah. you know, getting all the minority reports swooshing and he'll have this instead mm. and here's an ad and let's get him. He's not on his phone. Let's try a thing. Let's like, send him a notification that, to get him back on his phone and stuff like that. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. I get those notifications from fucking Domino's. It's like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? If I haven't yeah, ordered Domino's turns in a out, week, bang, yeah. 50% off. You sure you want to come turns back? Turns out it's Vincent Kartheiser with his comb over. <laughs> it's like, my boy, is he eating? I know he's running a lot. Um, he <laughs> It's a pizza. He loves a pizza. That's exactly um, what Domino's is doing. I mean, listen, maybe, may, just just throwing this out there, maybe the filmmakers knew that it was actually pretty funny because at some point, one of the three turns to the other and is like, hey guys, do you ever worry about whatever his name, let's say the, the main character is Phil. Yeah. Um, do you ever worry that like Phil's doing okay? And the other two go, no. And he's like, okay. So one of the <laughs> algorithm actor dudes has a conscience, yeah. basically. And I found that really, really funny. Yeah, um, yeah I don't know. Let's say that to a 50% level, the filmmaker got that that was funny. In any kind of way mm. to personify the algorithm, that, I don't know, I'm that not educated on this. I did find it kind of helpful. Okay, fair enough. Which is true. And, and it, weird and, it, and, and silly. Yeah, it's just telling you that, you know, there is logic behind the shit that you get fed. And a lot of the time it's to keep you on there, which again mm. is not healthy. What I did mm. like was right at the end, they gave you all of those things like you we can't ignore social media. You can't just pretend it doesn't exist. I mean, I try. Um, you do but try. I guess I still use WhatsApp and I still yes. like it if someone replies to a message I say or puts a fucking smiley face against it. That gives yep. me the funny little endorphins or whatever it is that yep. I need to perk yep. me up that day. Um, yep. and so but that's but really what, I like, what I liked at the end was they gave you these things yes. that you can do to help yourself be a bit healthier. Oh, you like, liked that. The, the, the random thing I did the other day was I think I came mm. back from a run. It was probably, I don't know, seven, eight o'clock at night. 
I just put my phone and my watch on my bedside table in my room and I went into the living yeah. room and had dinner and watched TV. I guess it's not mm. great, wonderful things, but I was doing that without <laughs> my devices pinging and doing things to me for that evening. And it was nice. Mm. It was a nice feeling. My feet, my phone then went into sleep mode. I didn't look at it again until yeah. the morning when I got up. That was just yeah. a nice thing to do. That's a really nice thing. I'm, I'm super, this is so enlightening to me that that's a bit you did like the 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 few bits i was just listening to an intelligent because you can you, i felt it shouted at everyone told everyone how bad it was and then right. It, right at the end it maybe gave you a minute of this is what you can do to sort of make yourself feel better and like yeah, make yeah, yeah. yourself healthier like and i was like you know i just as much as i hate social media i still feel mm. like there are two sides to the argument and they should really sure. be trying to play both so that people can really make a decision if you just scare 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 someone Mm. They're going to go, oh, I don't know what to do. Give them the tools mm. to make it better, I guess. That's that's So, yeah, I was listening to this Intelligence Squared podcast interview with Tristan Harris, who's like, as you said, the main talking head. And he sort of, um, he said the equivalent that he'd heard mm. from other viewers of um, the, at the end mm. bit of action plan for the person was like, I'm not sure, but there's a really, really good equivalent here that's just um, uh, occurred to me as you speak and he spoke to it which is an inconvenient truth the Al Gore film about climate change yeah. and at the end of all of this fucking climate change is the worst what are we doing ah everyone panic uh, however gently it's conveyed that is the message of the film right mm. the same way the social dilemma is like that about social media then right at the end it was basically like okay what can we do well turn off your light bulbs <laughs> and it's like what like that's not enough and like he was saying he'd heard back that from some people saying like after that amount of like, ah, what do we do? It's sort of, it's not enough. But he says you have to start somewhere and you have to start gently. Yeah. And I really like one of the talking heads in it, speaking to your experience the other day, talking about like a half an hour before, a half an hour after you wake up, then he touches a device and a half an hour before bed, then he puts his device away. Like sort of little just like making you even look at like ways to be a bit more disciplined around it, ways to limit it. You know, new parents in the day and ages were speaking about kids growing up with yeah. it are going to have to figure out stuff with their kids. It's going to become such a more and, common And, and it's the same point. problem they had probably in the 80s with TV time and stuff like that. Sure. It's exactly the same. Sure. People back then were saying TV is going to kill your kids and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think me and you came out okay. We may do a podcast where we talk about how much stuff we watch, which is probably <laughs> a side effect from that. But, yes. you know, yes. you learn to manage with the tools that are around you. Evolution sure. happens. Things change. People thought cars sure. were going to kill people. But they still are. I, but this is... I love this. I love this um, line of thought because, as you say, there's always going to be a thing and that is how we work, thing was, how we live with the thing. It's how we live with the thing. But it's also, if that era's thing was television, the thing that I got from this, um, and I might be being an alarmist in having this as my take, mm. but the thing I got from the film was, it's so interwoven into society now, you almost can't see it. Mm. So the thing that helped me with the film is, oh, this is sort of just like the fabric of my everyday now. So to actually take you a bit out of it and look at it was like, wow, this is kind of fucked up. To me, rather than television, I might mm. be wrong, rather than television, it seems so much more involved and nefarious now. Yeah. Like, in contrast, TV seemed super vanilla. And maybe at the time there were alarmists then who was like, this is the worst. And to them, the fact we're getting that getting four channels. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But this just seems so much more yeah. just fucking. And with everything going on globally, with like all these strikes and every industry and economic downturn, like this seems to be like a key ingredient in a lot of stuff mm. uh, going to shit, which is just the behind the, your screen. Um, I think there was a really nice quote in the film from actually, of all people, like an investment banker or something mm. who was like, behind the screen you've got all this industry and people who want your money and it's just not a fair fight yeah. you and your little attention span and it's, i i think uh we all just have to be on our guard and i really like this uh i really like this coming from you because as you say you're actually on the very very compared to other people our age i know you're on the very chilled out end of it like you don't deny that you use it a bit mm but you're definitely not on all the things. Like, wouldn't you say for your age, even you not being on Insta is a bit of a... Yeah. Like, oh, that's weird, right? Yeah. I don't just... I don't actively post what I'm doing. No. Right? Other than it's on Be Real. Sort of Be Real is where it's at, man. I've got to be wow, honest. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how we were going to go through a whole social media documentary and not shout out... And I could do with, like, one real. other person looking at my picture other than you. <laughs> the podcast is going to be the way that we expand Christopher Anousis' Be Real. Um, okay, so, I, I mean, we got into it. This was really fun. Um, yeah, I feel like there's, there's a, a lot more to, to say about this topic, but it's been really fun to, to get into it, and I've definitely got a bit more of a feel for your film now. Do you think um, one or two more quick points, or should we just get to scores now? Uh, you don't you don't know a quick point so <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's rule out that that was uh not actually an option uh i was gaslighting there so i've got some scores go on 
I'm, I'm very intrigued as to what you think. And then I'm looking forward to you arguing with me against about mine. <laughs> that's that's going to become such a lengthier segment of our podcast than was initially conceived as to arguing about scores and actuals. I just thought... Scores and actuals. Guesses and actuals. Listen, guesses and actuals. Um, I just thought after everything we had talked about, okay, maybe you were putting it across that it was ones across the board. As I have been tempted to... Just go along are these with in? your extreme. No, these, yeah, these are locked okay. in. Um, I then thought, okay, I think he's honest, but I think he was just overplaying it a bit. I thought the safe little middle ground there, because at, uh, at the end of the day, it wasn't shit, but just because of your context, I think you would have just not enjoyed it. I almost did two, three, two, but I went twos across the board. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm shocked that you didn't go for a one in anticipation. Oh, okay. Because it was a one in anticipation. For fuck's sake, he's gaming me. He's double bluffing me. I'm getting double bluffed. No, I wholeheartedly did not double... Well, actually, I see what you mean by double bluff. But (laughs) Yes, exactly. He hit it so hard where he's hit it before, and then it's actually... This is like like staying in the pod pod again, where I hit it so hard about the 1975, you didn't believe it. it. He's getting up the spreadsheet, guys. (laughs) Spider-Verse not being a five. Like, what? Oh, we talking about okay so okay. yeah one in so anticipation one off so far two in enjoyment me now yeah and a three in retrospect wow and the, the reason for the three is wow. because i'm happy this film exists yeah. Just, it wasn't for me but it's for everyone else and people should watch it who I'm happy don't this know. film exists it wasn't for me this is the oh are you I writing these words it. down? <laughs> I am. I don't know. I feel like maybe the fact that it's being recorded should be enough for me to be confident it's going to live on. But I'm happy this film exists was not something I was expecting you to say. I love that your review does hinge on like, very not for me. Can't be clearer about, I didn't need this person. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you got something out of it. Vincent Cartizer with the floppy hair. The floppy hair. The floppy hair. It, it was giving me uh, Spider-Man 3 vibes. Yeah, <laughs> you know exactly I what that. I mean by Spider-Man. 3. I do know. I found like a really Moody shocking jazz, scene. Uh, what's his face? What is who plays it? Moody Jazz. What's his face? This is good stuff. <sighs> what's his fucking in, name? In, in the Who's, original Spider-Man. In your Spider-Man, who plays Spider-Man? Toby Maguire. Toby Maguire being like um, Venom Spider-Man Moody. when he goes all evil and he's like in a jazz cafe uh, dancing around with basically the hair that I've got going on right now. <laughs> next up is RuPaul's <laughs> <laughs> season. 12 episode one I, I bet for you this feels like going home because it's been a long time coming um it, it's funny i felt very prepared to talk about this episode probably about four weeks ago yeah. <laughs> and now i've watched so much drag race it's all blurred into one again <laughs> well i guess you you should still feel very confident about speaking to drag race in general yes. right well in that regard um i will appreciate um some of the hand holding here in the same way that i would uh uh if uh, I'm recommending something that I'm super in the weeds on. Oh, and I just forgot about it. something else about this season as well that probably confused you. But anyway. <laughs> yes, you, you already told me. Let's let's So let's start up. This is season 12, episode one. Um, Christopher has been a fan of Drag Race for a while. Listeners will know. Uh, I have never watched it. Um, and this was, he, it, I think he deliberated long and hard on where to get me started. Been building up and, and he finally went for it. So we're opening up season two with it. And then I think maybe... Just after I watched it, we were talking, and you try you tried to explain something that I might have found weird. Okay, so uh, mm. I've thought long and hard about an episode to give you, yeah. and then after much deliberation, I thought, why not just give you a season opener where you meet the queens for the first time? Because then you're right. not being thrown in the deep end. There were loads of good episodes from other seasons that I liked, but I think without the context of getting to know the queens throughout a season it's mm. quite difficult to just throw you in and just say, enjoy it. So a season mm. open is fun. They come in, you meet them, they give their quirky little comment as they walk into the, the workroom, spelt W-E-R-K. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have entered the rupaul of us. Please go on. <laughs> oh, we've got a lot to talk about the rupaul of us. Um, and yeah, and then they, they have like a little mini challenge at the start. Well, it's not quite a mini challenge in this episode. They do like mm. a load of runways. So you get to see like a runway thing. And then if I remember mm. rightly, they then get to record a verse and perform basically a song as the yes. main uh, task of the episode. Mm. Mm. Um, 
And then if I'm another thing, if I remember rightly, no one actually goes mm. home in this episode either. No one goes home. It's a whole thing. Everyone's like, what? Yeah. Um, and that's a new, it was a weird new thing. And it's yeah, because. So, so RuPaul does like each season to be ever so slightly keep the queens on their toes and chop and yeah. change it and make people interested. So this was like a double premiere effectively. So yes. you meet half the queens in the first episode and half the queens in the second episode. Um, yes. But. Well, this is really fun because I feel like this is almost going to take the form of a you uh, get to interview someone who just watched their first one mm. and uh, half intentionally, uh, half accidentally, I've sort of just enjoyed it for what it was and I have takes and thoughts and opinions in my head, but I've done no research. And I actually, <gasps> actually want to... None. So I actually want to open it up with, with one question to you Go before on. you get some of my takes on it. But like, just that person, let alone the culture, the world, the game itself, the show, who... Is RuPaul? What's what's the deal? Oh wow! Who is this person? Yeah, I really I don't. I've seen RuPaul host um, SNL, mm-hmm. and is obviously the host of this show and a drag queen. But like, from you know, just in that typical like way of you discover an artist, a musical mm-hmm. artist when they're a bit, uh, you know, into their career. I'm like, oh, like for me to just be knowing about him, and he's, I would guess, in his late 40s early 50s he's to, to have broke right to have broken oh, now yeah. like i bet he's been prominent in other circles for a lot of his life but just like uh how did he become the drag guy it's a bit i just uh like is there a short version of answering this and um, there is when i type in rupaul into wikipedia because <laughs> <laughs> i was not i'm not prepared to answer this question <laughs> and i very much often get my own terminology and things wrong when when talking of course, of course, um, but obviously of course. it's meant with love um yes but rupaul was known as the supermodel of the world um oh. effectively um i'm looking now at wiki for something else <laughs> but it's I mean, just but it's just just jam she he he has um yes. effectively brought to the mainstream what right. what drag is um right. based on all of the stuff you probably saw and learned when watching paris is burning um yes, and has brought that, that to the mainstream. Good. but right. for me one of the best things yes. that this show has done has yes. has normalized it in such a way mm. that it's it's just brought it to the mainstream in a way that they don't get looked down upon. Um, everyone mm. is equal. It it mm. just sort of makes, I feel like such a better person for watching this show because I learned so much That's about other people's struggles, what people are going mm. through. And I'm mm. just learned not to judge people um, wow. in the way that sort of Ted Lasso teaches that as well. Um, wow. Okay. <laughs> Christopher. So as long as it's not about tech, he already knows about, he appreciates a life lesson. Appreciate, appreciates. Life lesson. Yeah. <laughs> loves to learn yeah um that's really interesting okay so i mean you know people can we can all just be wikipediaing mm-hmm. the the beginnings of his career i think the much more interesting question is um uh how did how did you get into it i find it my quite partner, a bit like my partner watched your partner. season mm. 10 or season 11 on netflix just one random week um mm. said it was one of the best things she'd ever watched and had such and a then, wonderful time with it um, yeah. And then I think season 11 was premiering and she got really excited by the trailer um, yes. because there was a returning queen on it um, mm. who left in week one of the season before. It's very wrestling, that yeah. a returning queen. That's um, and then I just watched it with her. And then before I knew it, yeah. we then went back and watched one through 10 or something yeah. just yeah. as and when we could. And now, now there is very little time in the year where there isn't a Drag Race series happening. Because wow. there is, I mean, I'm watching All Stars season eight right now. Um, oh, okay. All Stars is different. There's like spin-off. Yep. So there's yes, your okay. main series, which is what yep. you watched, like one through fifteen now, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and what All Stars is is it takes fan favorites from those series oh, and then sense. throws them that in, and then they have a series. Um, this must be what it's like for someone who's not into wrestling hearing about it and being like that's a whole lot of lore and stuff to figure out and get into but you're like, like on it you're like i get it <laughs> dragon wrestling very similar yeah in the terms of that yeah there's it's characters and being larger than life characters and yeah yeah no there are a lot of similarities um okay this is and this is very edifying just, just to Please. give more context then i've got mm. drag race down under then we've got Drag oh, Race. Oh, just to yeah. list more shows, yeah. you mean? And then there's Drag Race UK, and then there's right. Drag Race Canada. Is it all RuPaul? Uh, RuPaul hosts the UK Canada, uh, UK uh, Down Under 
and the US yeah. and All Stars ones. Um, there's, there's, and then okay. there are other queens now that host like Canada and like wow. there's even Mexico and France and but they're all it subtitled, okay. so it's quite hard. <laughs> is there not um, like thinking about when I when I did do my research into Paris is burning? Mm. Maybe I don't want to. I don't want to. Uh, what's the word? I don't want to rain on anyone's parade. But I'm mm. just throwing it out there that this might be another interesting aspect. I just looking at the media feel like I see drag queens, drag race imagery, yeah. iconography more now, and I do associate that with that show. Yeah. And I definitely think that's a really nice, cool thing. Um, with that said, the amount of things you've just listed, it's gotten to the point of sounding like it's almost like franchises per area. Yeah. Is there a part of the community that almost like sees it as like the McDonald's like fast food version? I of- I don't know. Touting the drag race idea. I, like drag races were initially this quite gritty, artsy thing. And now it's quite yeah. pop, I guess. Um, yes. But there's, I, there's, I, don't, I don't know if there's anything wrong with that. I, I, I definitely no, feel right. there's, there's been some times where I've watched the show. And I think early on when mm. I was watching it, I was like, wow, this is just like, I mean, there's RuPaul chocolate. There's like, and then they're, li- they're literally like, there's merch up the wazoo. You'd love that sort of thing, to be honest, yeah, yeah, yeah. in terms of how much that RuPaul milks it. Ru- RuPaul is a music artist, has many, many songs and albums out there as well. Really? Yep. Many, many, many of which appear album. on the show as videos wow. that the drag queens get to star in and things like that. Oh, but then she leans into it so much that you kind of, <laughs> you kind of, okay. it's, it's tongue in cheek in the way that it's that, done. That. And that's it, not shy about it. This is the most very, reality very of shows that there is. And it's brilliant for she- it. <laughs> He just became she there. Yeah, I know. Do I, I, I'm asking, is that like, because... And I'm, like, it's probably in the context that I'm saying it, because oh, okay. RuPaul, the I, drag queen, is the person yeah. who's released the music. Gotcha. But, gotcha. The drag queen is RuPaul. When, when... But when, RuPaul, uh, Andre Charles is his name. Gotcha. Okay. So Andre Charles is... It, is it important one has a different name? Because that would help me. Um, it reminds me of the line that jumped out to me that i think we were texting about is um gentlemen start your engines and then oh yeah so it, was, um, it used to be gentlemen start your engines and may the best woman win and then right, that changed throughout the show the whole too. thing is about transforming um but then the, the, then throughout character... the show that's changed to gentlemen start your engines may the best drag queen win oh interesting yeah because there's all kinds of different people who could be yeah winning. because oh, okay. um that's they've true. now had uh women star in it um, nice. trans people i imagine and trans people yeah but there was um, a, a lady contestant in the UK. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay, well... Because this, drag I mean, is for everybody, Jeff. Drag is for everybody. Um, Can we talk about the episode I... you watched and who you met, yeah, what yeah, you yeah. learned? Because there are some I mean, great, great characters there. I mean, there are good I'm, characters. I'm looking at the season cast. Um, I believe yeah. you met Heidi in Closet. In that was the one I wanted to shout out first. I love <laughs> okay, Heidi in God, Closet. Yes. Well, just that was it. It's okay. just the second... Um, you know, I've got, it's funny, actually, there's a parallel here with like, oh, I bet this is going to be the sort of show where it's like you do a few games and then it goes to talking heads and they're like, girl, I can't even believe that happened. And then it shows the thing. Oh, hilarious. And, <laughs> but no, but like, listen, let's be real. In terms of tropes of reality shows, mm. it's just all the, it's all the things. Same way that yours had all the talking heads, right? But as with, you know, like I said, it, it depends on context. It depends on characters. It depends on the content and the people. So the second Heidi in Closet is out here with uh that voice that lilting certain voice i was just uh hook line and sinker i really enjoyed everything going on there really felt bad uh that he had the uh the food poisoning thing that affected him for the there was a dance-off thing and he hadn't slept well because yeah, yeah, he yeah. had food poisoning and he told Nicki Minaj about it <laughs> bruv this is a lot this is a whole new world this is a lot um i do feel like i do want to shout out the fact that uh you've it's gonna be very funny for a uh, a listener to to agree with hopefully if they've even gone on parts of our journey with us if not watching the products but then just like maybe increasing their awareness of these things but mm. watching paris is burning in season one really did i still don't feel like i came in like knowing everything but i felt a lot more ready than i would have without yeah just to know some of to know what a drag race is basically to yeah. know what drag is I, I i it's a bit silly how um like yeah, categories categories on the runway, for example, and stuff categories like that. Categories on the runway, all the different things. Um, sort of getting I think I think the main thing is it's really funny. I feel like you were always getting ready to enjoy drag because I think a big key part of it is like it's both good natured roasting and ripping each other and like being very loving and supporting. Yeah. And I think and it's you, full of puns. <laughs> often, it's full of puns. Yeah, as it's well. full of it's full of puns, but it's just uh 
like there's a lot of like while they're doing the, the you know the walking up and down the catwalk or the singing like the big part of the show i feel like you're there for is like the judges just bantering with each other they do yeah. puns for each other and they're trying to crack each other up and yeah i basically feel like by the end of episode one i kind of get what we're doing here mm. they also ended the episode with oh my god it's going to be a um a, a whole other set of queens are going to come yeah. um i think the one thing also that helps that you pick this episode i don't know if it at all factors into your decision but like because i kind i at least liked everyone yeah so i was going to be a bit bummed out whoever they got rid of and then they didn't get rid of someone <laughs> which is the typical thing they do on a reality show that i didn't have to mm. i was just like oh everyone gets to say that's nice um yeah heidi and closet was definitely uh one of my faves i also really like jackie cox um seemed really chill and funny and uh yeah uh those uh yeah there's uh I, I liked all of them i liked i uh, can't remember the name now but um some sort of european person am i gonna not oh not nikki doll is that nikki doll nikki doll yeah i believe proper um proper funny proper I like think, french uh, accent yeah that's yeah, what yeah, yeah, yeah we like nikki really funny yeah. um and i lo- i also loved uh it sort of helped for <laughs> it's like the equivalent of you're watching a show and you don't know anyone and like at least one familiar face is there and it's like it goes to show that a guest host or guest star mm. does do something for the casual because seeing Nicki Minaj is going to be there did give me the sense of like oh I at least know who she is I know what we're doing here a bit um and then they sang um I'm that bitch yeah and one thing that did occur to <laughs> me is song. like I bet I bet culturally I bet culturally Christopher I can see why Christopher would be very into this I can get the the kindness, peace, love, games, puns, competition aspect of it that he really likes. But it was funny during I'm That Bitch and everyone going in and having their different talents. I really liked that that one of them just felt super um, not good at uh, being very dancey, right? Yeah. Dancing wasn't their thing. And the way that they compensated and just had a few moves and it was sort of more humor than anything. I thought that was really cute and relatable and good stuff. The the Was it Britta? Someone yeah. really wanted to fucking, I'm choreographic. I was like, bruv. This is as good as some su- some fucking music doc shit where yeah. like you can't decide who's the one taking the lead or not with him getting all stressed about it. I love that. Um, but yeah, during I'm That Bitch, I was like, is Christopher so into this he would literally listen to this song on a run? 100%. Because I don't know if... Really? Some of these RuPaul songs are absolute bangers, Jeff. I have no idea. How to... So whose song is I'm That Bitch? Is that a RuPaul song? It'll be a RuPaul song. So every, everything... Oh. She ain't gonna pay royalties for something she can make herself that's all i'm gonna wow. say <laughs> wow okay interesting yeah, yeah i mean it sounded a bit just like i was gonna i was sort of thinking of it as a, a Nicki minaj ripoff and i was like mm. wait but Nicki minaj is there so maybe yeah. it's her song it's probably it's not... in, the, in the style of i'm trying to think probably, who was on right. who's on the next episode because the next episode follows the exact same format in terms of like that sort of runway bit at the beginning and then a song and then like the main runway because yeah robin yes. is on the um is on episode oh. two yeah oh she's awesome um and it definitely there was a nice thing of just like uh uh mm-hmm. nikki was clearly like gassed to be there they were gassed to have her everyone's yeah. rating her it's talking, funny actually it's talking to people who are is gassed to be there it yes if you i don't know if you will jeff all i can do is plea okay. with you just to watch this season because it's a good season okay um okay. but i think in a couple of episodes time you've got leslie jones on there oh like i think leslie talking about social media i think she live instead yeah. when she was there and the runway was happening and the whole way through the runway at the end she's just gassed to be there and just screaming at everything that's oh, going that's on great. and happening that's fun. and it's just that's a joy really to fun. watch how happy that's she is ju- that's a ju- you know what after all that um talk about social media during mm. the social dilemma there's so much still there to chew on i think one thing that does deserve a shout out is like people who do do it in their unique individual way quite good and yeah. i love how leslie jones does it she's a riot she's just hilarious um there was one yeah, point where it, i think she was just live streaming like the olympics. the olympics yes. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> she was live streaming um something to do with the union strikes uh the other day she's just yeah. You know, when someone can be, it's so, um, for some people, I think me and you are just a classic type. We're like the lurker and the retweeter occasionally. And uh, I think it it might be a good thing that we're that, right? Because it's just a lot of chaos out there. You see YouTube is running and like worry that they're going to catch a cold or something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Jake Paul's running. If you want to speak to it, I'll tweet of the week, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) I I replied to a tweet about Jake Paul running in the rain and everyone was saying stuff and i didn't think anyone was concerned enough about the fact that he would catch a cold um with that said uh yeah we're pretty uh low-key twitter users and uh yeah some people out here use it in a very personal way it's almost like 
they they figured out how to use it almost as an art form, which mm. I really like. It's just them being themselves. Um, I've always felt a bit like weird about that. Um, Can I ask but, very quickly before we jump to scores? Um, yes. Was Aiden Zane in this first group? No, that, that name through? doesn't ring a bell. Oh, okay, fair enough. Um, but it did make me uh, realize how much uh, this is going to happen more and more as we get older. But like, oh, bruv, Nicki Minaj has been around here a hot minute. Mm. Um, like the fact that she's that sort of established and legendary in the hip hop world and more than just in the hip hop world, like as a woman at the forefront, mm. fucking just, you know, queening it right up is pretty uh, sick and cool. It's actually quite funny how out of the loop on some of the stuff culturally I am because RuPaul's introducing the big guest. It's going to be Young Money. And I was like, who's the rapper Young Money? I've never heard of them. <laughs> and then I was like, that's Nicki Minaj. Um, it was it was re- it was fun. Um, it did make me think that it's interesting how you. Uh, this is the last like sort of thing just to, to lead up to my scores. That um, how does one actually go from like looking from the outside? Oh, I could get into that to being super in it. And I do. I'm I'm glad that you brought up that your partner got you into it, and then it became sort of a, like a routine. We're gonna watch it together thing because for me, I enjoyed it, but there was definitely an element of like. Oh, this is like people doing fun things and laughing together. Mm. And it's a bit, it's like a nice light watch. I think I used to think of uh, game shows like, do you remember back in the day, the generation game, quiz shows, light entertainment. I think my favorite version on the BBC of that is, um, would I lie to you? You like character development, Jeffrey. Sure. So what what is fun about a new series of this is that you meet all the queens, you make your judgment opinions of them. The second you see them, you're like, don't like, like, don't like, like, probably sure. in your head. You don't say it out loud. Obviously, that's rude. Yeah, that is the way um, that you consume reality television. Yeah, yeah you pick um, the people. But then you've got 12 to 15 episodes or whatever of a season where you just kind of watch their arc. And that's quite fun as well. And you get to know that's... them more. And the more it goes on, you sort of get new favorites and stuff like that. And it's that's what's a joy of it. Plus, every single thing they do, whether they're creating an outfit from scratch, making, doing a sketch show... This, this season of All Stars, they did a Saturday Night Live thing where literally they oh, had nice. to um, basically do like three or four sketches in a row live as if it was on SNL. I can't remember who the guest was. One of the guests was, um, I think it's Bobby Moynihan came back. I think. Bobby Moynihan, yeah. love that. Um, and so, so, so they hey. do so many, the, the talents so that they have to do, I actually find incredible because it's dancing, singing, creating. Yes acting it's just like everything under the sun and they do it while, I, I do like that everything under the sun junk as well which is just <laughs> <laughs> i think you've just summed it up really nicely for yeah. me that it's all those talents but then there is one key thing that underlines all of it you're tucking in your junk um <laughs> with all that with all of that said um i really i'm hearing what you're saying i'm hearing what you're putting down yeah. you're trying to put down just that, watch the um, season jeff this if not, the one time if not, I'm pitching episode want... two. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you might have to be backed into that corner. Because, yeah, I think that might be um, where maybe my scores aren't as high as you'd like, where it's just like I enjoyed it as a as a one-off, but maybe really getting invested is finding a way to stick through it. Mm. And this is going to be a very interesting thing about how we format this show week to week because no matter how much controversy I find in the season finale, mm-hmm. I will always now give you props for your guesses for the miscellaneous category. The fact that you guessed freaking week two or three pick mythic quest is my favorite it's just such a bullseye i can't believe it that with the fact that you also got the apprentice um really good stuff but even though it's my favorite of that whole chunky category i literally haven't watched a single episode since this is the problem yeah. so like i i am sort of earmarking you this say we like, should review fun. one thing <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i'm actually not right now i can i can come back to that um but no right now i'm just saying it's an interesting thing where i i'm not saying that down the line in some reality in some future timeline in one of the multiverses let's say Mm -hmm. i'm scoring this super highly for this i enjoyed and i look forward to your scores now but uh i think um like like a lot of things there's a bit more investment that's going to get me to a place where like i'm in i feel like i'm close to being in i feel like now the door's open and i know what's in there but even watching one episode i don't feel through the door yet at some point just watch episode two yeah it's just at some point finding the time and with so many series out there now it's difficult to say go back to series one because oh yeah like you know rupaul fans they'll be they'll be like the peaks like where it really took off was somewhere three through seven or something like that is where it really took off and that's where golden years yeah that's where some of the big queens got launched from that sort of time frame and stuff like that season one it was probably a completely different show if you put it on now you'd think it was something else it looks different right right Um, right. okay um 
but I feel you can just pick up a series and run with it. You then might get spoiled somewhere through the series where they reference previous sure. winners and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, sure. if you enjoy it, I can mm. still go back and watch old seasons and still enjoy them knowing what the results are. Because it's it's the moments, it's the jokes, it's the challenges yeah. that make the episodes, not necessarily who wins at the end. Love that. And that's where I really like that you've... I'm so OCD sometimes about this sort of thing that like the more it goes on, I'm like, I'm, I'm really up for getting into as much shit as possible to my detriment sometimes. I'm trying to fill too much, uh, just trying to catch up with everything, enjoy everything, watch everything, but it's like too much now. I'm in, I, w- I would want to start from season one. Mm. Now I'm intimidated. It's too long. Because the, the, so the the, the, there's a queen out me... there that I think you would absolutely love. Um, okay. And and it's difficult because I wanted to recommend some episodes from that season, but then again, just random episodes without context and seeing them come in and get some of the thread of that season, it's quite difficult. Well, listen... Um, now that this podcast is an important thing uh, and fun thing that I do, I'm now a se- I'm at the very least, if I'm not a RuPaul's Drag Race guy yet, you know what I am? What? I'm a season twelve guy. Like this has been, <laughs> this is going to be the season for good or ill. That you're I'm going gonna... in. If you're going to go in, you're going to go in here and keep going. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it's so a good this season. Is my first. And it, it start it started off well. So and it has controversy because there was a queen who was disqualified. Well, if there's anything I can relate to at this point in our podcast life, it's a bit of controversy. Um, well, it's not really controversy. It's just uh, there was a queen that got cancelled before it aired, so they edit her out. Cancelled? Oh, in that yeah. way? I thought you meant in a. Oh, okay. There, there must have been a disclaimer at the, either the beginning or the end of the episode that said, "Oh, Sherry Pie's done something bad," and therefore, yes. after like episode one and two, they literally just edit most of her out of the whole thing, which is quite wow. interesting. Yeah. Two seconds on being cancelled. This guy on this Intelligence Squared podcast made such a nice point. Mm. Tristan Harris. He spoke about how. The more that we're on social media, the longer this goes on, you know that thing of like, you screenshot someone's past post and you say, this aged well. Mm. And it's it, because it didn't, yeah. you know, having a go. He's like, the more time goes on, the more we're going to be able to do that. Yeah. More and more. When actually, the fact that you can do that, it's almost like, well, of course, because we grow and we change our opinions and things change. Yeah. So he was saying like, it's actually like a whole attitude thing where the fact that people are so snipey and vindictive and want to g- catch you is part of the problem when actually like, you kind of would want to look back on your life and have changed your opinions yeah. about stuff. So anyway, I just I wanted to throw that in there. I'm glad I'm not the same for... person I was. <laughs> to right? be honest, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um and politically, who knows where things are going and culturally, um it's just it's so you speaking about someone getting cancelled on on drag race. Well, I, I mean they got cancelled realize... for a very valid reason, to be fair. Yeah. Do you know what? Here's I don't usually say this. Let's not get into it. Let's not get into it. <laughs> let's let's do some <laughs> So let's do some scores. So I yes. um probably based on what you just said got this all wrong. But I had three... I was I was two off, by the way, in total. Yeah. Is that how we're doing it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had three in anticipation. Yeah. I had three for enjoyment. Yeah. But I had four in retrospect. I thought you'd come out of it a bit more. I thought uh, you'd come you out of it only, a better person. You won. You were one off. It was three, three, three. It was a, it was a classic threes across the board Classic for me. threes. <laughs> so yeah, you wrote two, two, two down for me and three, three, three down for you. That's that fine. is what I wrote down. Yeah. And then the fact that you double bluffed me on anticipation and it was, of, of course I it was a one. Bluff. How could it not be a one? <laughs> is double bluffing just being honest? Is that, is that what it is? Sometimes. Sometimes. It depends. Um, I'm going to be very wary of you just telling me things now. But speaking of telling me things when you're mm. ramping up to consume some content, I'm going to start now. Guess what I've opened up season two doing? It's going gonna, it's gonna to make things a bit nicer for me, considering how much value you put in them. I've mm. come off a, a season-defining loss, and I've opened up season two with a loss, but you know what? We're sticking in there. All the Jeff heads with their hashtags. <laughs> <laughs> their hashtags about um, the, you know, the election was stolen last season, etc. You guys calm down, because one nice thing has happened on this episode. Mm. Dropped my first Easter egg. <gasps> because I said it earlier, and now you're gonna, this is what I'm asking you to watch for the next episode. It's Martin Scorsese's documentary Feels Like Going Home. It's uh, his first in the series on the blues music. And um, I think it came out in the 2000s at some point. And um, I can't tell you how often um, when I have a bit of a <gasps> moment with music egg? generally. What was your Easter egg? <laughs> the thing is, I actually listened to it back, so I'll find out. <laughs> listen, um, in anticipation of the finale, I listened back too. Big fan. Good show. Um, but yeah, Feels Like Going Home by Martin Scorsese is uh, your pick for this week. Is this like Scorsese's second appearance on this pod? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um Wait, I think maybe he's just come up a lot, but he hasn't actually... Like, he came up adjacent to Bad 25. Fair. Um, yeah, I don't think he's actually maybe come up just by himself. Um, him going, oh, look at him grab his crutch. Um, uh, so, in honour of the writer's strike, 
I oh, am giving you a podcast, Jeffrey, which oh, you can either consume on YouTube or download, whichever way you'd like to do it. I've mm. mentioned it to you before, um, and it's going to be the second pitch mm. related to It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, um, because it's the episode 70 of their podcast, which stars uh, two people known as Marda and Roselle, um, and it it's... It's, it's, it's fun because, yes, they're two writers that are possibly striking at the moment. I don't know. They, they probably are if they're part of the union or whatever. Yeah. And in listening to this, you realize that when you watch Always Sunny, you just think it's um, the guys writing it all. They come up with everything. Yes. They do all the comedy. It's their show. Yeah. They've created everything. Yeah. When these two guys have probably come up with some of their best episodes and gags and stuff like that. And it's just it's a lovely just insight into the world of writers on comedy shows. So I nice. thought it'd be fun for you. Okay, fantastic. Um, and yeah, with with that said, um, here supporting strikes up the union. Up I'd the like union. To... <laughs> um, SAG, right? Is it SAG? Screen Actors SAG, Guild. SAG, All the strikes. All the, going on, all the strikes. We're going on strike from this podcast. Fuck because, you, AI. Uh, <laughs> the vote was stolen. And um, I think actually that's probably what happened is um, Christopher programmed some really, really elaborate, sophisticated AI last week that judged and... Um, <laughs> We're going to be texting our friend Ali soon. Actually, and he'll be like, what show? We, didn't, we just wrote that and just threw it into an AI that generated our voices and had the conversations. Nice. Yeah. Well, that saved some time. That's a that bit did. more of an efficient way to do it. <laughs> we didn't spend almost two and a half hours like recording that. <laughs> now, here's, here's the existential question. Do you, if, as a listener, oh, an if that starts question. happening, do you, <laughs> do you know what? <laughs> I'm going to see you next week. No, but really, as a listener, would you feel cheated if you enjoyed a podcast and later found out it was AI? Well, I feel a bit cheated. I've just found out that in iOS 17 on my phone, you can <gasps> read 150 phrases and it will generate your voice and then you can get it to say whatever you want in your voice. Which Okay, so as we slowly slide into dystopia and everything gets a bit scary, we're going to sign off for now. I'm going to sign off with the revelation that, speaking of all this stuff, Black Mirror has been spoken about recently, but mm. it gives one of the hosts nightmares and so it's not going to be pitched unless everything around us in the real world starts looking too much like Black Mirror. So we kind of have to because reality itself is a waking nightmare. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Cultural Content Consumption Appraisal Hour. We're back, baby. Season two. Um, please, um, I know that everyone's just losing their shit over the season one finale. Don't worry. You know, we've we've got it. It's locked in. We got double bluffed early doors, okay? But we're going to we're gonna regroup. We're going to come back. Um, we are not going to be... The re-qualification of the CCC appraisal hour is not gonna, while well, my phone starts ringing, it's not gonna um, actually rule me out of winning any further episodes. It's been a while, but I'm, I'm gonna find a way because you're gonna let me at some point, right, Christopher? Just let it go, Jeff. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Take care. If you don't like when we misspeak or boost the audio or unpeak, the microphones bleed cause they're so cheap We're sorry to your ears If you don't like the intro Or the bit in the middle of this outro Or if you don't like the whole show Question why were you here? If you don't like the podcast If you think we both speak too fast Too many tangents never stay on task Pick up a book instead if you don't like what we recommend If your patience wears thin towards the end If you think you could do better with your friend Please go ahead If you don't like this content Or like me, the word content Then please go be more content And never listen to us again